Wink Tip. Good afternoon. It is February 21st, 2022. You're listening to a little column A, little column B, hosted by Will Levinos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? I have great news for you. I've solved your living situation. You've mentioned, ah, you know, I think I might want to go back to California. You know, maybe a little, a little warmer, less ice. And I found the spot for you. Disney just announced it. They are having Disney Community. It is going to be uh, the size of like a small town, a uh, real, uh, you know, feel good situation. Uh, they're going to have, uh, you know, things, uh, things, things to do. There's going to be events. There's going to be uh, resort like comforts, wellness programs, philanthropic efforts, entertainment, seminars, and, and more. Does this not sound exactly what, uh, what you're looking for? Sounds like a retirement. No, it doesn't sound anything like I'm looking for. Well, hold on, hold on. You, you're see, you're going the wrong way. I, I can see how you would think that, but that they're each there. There's kind of one in the in the works right now in in California, but they're looking to do other ones. But they're all going to have their own uh, different Disney like flavor to it. I mean, you love Disney, wouldn't you love to live in a Disney community where that's just Disney all the time? Man, there are absolutely people out there that would love that opportunity to be literally living in a Disney castle. I, I think there's a fair amount of people. I don't know if I'm one of them. Now, the vacation idea of it does sound fun, but full-time? All the time? Every time? I don't know. That, that's, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of Disney cartooning right there. That's uh, It's almost too much of a fake fantasy atmosphere that I don't know if you could truly like live an actual life. It just feels too unreal. But it doesn't seem like a bad life. I, I just don't know if that's exactly what I'm looking for right now. I mean, I, I haven't even been to... I, I spent a, years in San Diego. I never made it to the land one time. I, I, I guess I'm not that much of a Disney fan. I, I Yeah, I don't know. It's it's an interesting idea. It's, so it's basically Iron Home for people. That's uh, bizarre. That's where I'm not sure. Where it, it seems like it's supposed different from a vacation. It They're pushing a longer... Longer, longer day. Disney in general is, is not cheap. You know they do stuff big, and things are are expensive. So I'm wondering, is it a you 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 pay uh, a maybe a smaller amount, but you you're in a community. So do you, do you have a job in in the community, or is everything taken care of for you? And like you said, it is kind of a, a early retirement or sabbatical type situation. Uh, it's definitely not not for me. I'm definitely getting some like strong cult vibes from it. Yeah, and where is it located? It is in the Coachella Valley in California. Oh, really? So we're out in the desert too, in the middle of nowhere. That's 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 out there. That's not near anything. It really is its own little area. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I have no interest in living in that area. That that's a little too much. <laughs> it's it's like way too secluded to have that developed of a fantasy essentially uh but you know what it might still be better than cleveland although cleveland i think had a pretty good weekend uh the all-star weekend was in cleveland and lots of uh drama and storylines between a lot of their own participants of their team their own team as well as a returning lebron james uh let's i let's you want to go day by day here i mean is there really much to talk about sure. on friday I, I didn't i didn't watch anything on friday nothing truly caught my attention i think we both talked about how there is some excitement for the celebrity, but there has to be somebody recognizable or somebody you've never heard of having an interest in basketball or you have heard they are good at basketball and you're just excited to see how that weighs out. This year, 
I don't know, maybe it was just me or maybe it was just the the combination of us that there really wasn't as much interest. I don't know where you find those participants that are supposed to spark your interest, but I can't say there was one out there this year for me. So I, I didn't miss too much on that. Uh, there was another game Friday night. Was that any better? There were multiple games after that on Friday. I didn't watch anything there on Friday. The, we, we, we could there just... was the, the, the new format that uh, we had talked about last week. Uh, I also wasn't super plugged in uh, for, for Friday. I'd known I, I always, always Saturday and, and Sunday are, are the better, the better events, but it's just always fun. They got the, the young guys out there. I, I got a hold of you before the, uh, the celebrity game. I'd almost kind of forgotten about it this year because I just hadn't really heard much buzz to it and said, Oh, well, you know, that, that's tonight. Let me, uh, I don't really have any plans. Let me look at the, look at the list and see, see if there's anybody like uh, of interest and, out of all of the all of the participants, I could only uh, recognize five of them. That's probably to do more with me than their actual celebrity status. And I'm realizing, as I'm in my in my 30s now, that it's going to be more and more the case of like I, I don't really know one of these guys. So that, that that that's fine with me. But afterwards, it was uh, pretty cool. They had four different teams. So there was a semifinal, then there was a, a break, and then there's a championship. The uh, the break. What they did was there was uh, teams of two from the from the you know the rookie sophomore teams that were uh, created, and they had to shoot from different spots on the floor, almost like they do for uh, like for halftime entertainment, where they get like some people out of the crowd and either they have to hit uh, a certain score to get the free trip, or maybe they're going head to head with somebody at the uh, at the other end. Uh, it it was a cool idea. Uh, it was not nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. I think they could tweak it and still make it uh, pretty cool. So they were all legendary shots that they'd kind of gone through the, uh, the the replays of it earlier on. But you didn't have to hit all of the shots. You kind of got to pick which ones you wanted. So you kind of had to decide, does, do you think you could make more hook shots or do you think you could make more three-pointers? And, you know, the guys just kind of had to had to decide. And so it was, a, it, it was an interesting mix. I, I'm a big fan of just it's it's supposed to be fun. Mix it up. It doesn't have to be exactly the same, and so we can compare. Okay, this guy ran, you know, scored this many points in this challenge, and the Clorox Rising Stars, whatever challenge, and you know, we really want to be able to compare that to some guy that did it ten years ago. It's like no, it's it's just fun. They did the uh, the the Elam ending for all of the games. It was a score. Uh, you had to get fifty in the first one. You had to get twenty five in the championship. And the first uh, both semifinal games, it came down to. Uh, uh, pretty much it was next basket wins, which is always fun. One of them was on a, on a free throw, which is less exciting, but uh, you know, there's some regular basketball games that don't end the the, the most exciting. So it, it, it was fine. It was fine. Nothing, uh, nothing crazy, but always cool to see the other uh, young guys out there. It, it makes a lot of sense to be trying new things at this point. I, cause once we get into Saturday, especially the closing event Saturday, I think you have to make changes to make people interested in this. It, it, I think we've been fortunate that some of these events, specifically the three-point contest, remains an exciting event that I think everybody is still excited to participate in. Because right now, I think the biggest issue they have is the events that worked and that were true successful this weekend were the events where they were able to get people interested in participating. Uh, the, the only event that was a struggle was the dunk contest, and I think it's the only event where we're having a hard time getting people to participate so if we need to tweak the rules or make any sort of adjustment to just get somebody interested in participating, I don't care what the game is. Like If it's these goofy games that gets people out there and excited to do this, I'll be more excited to watch it. 
So let's just kind of break down, I guess, Saturday. Saturday I thought was a really successful day beyond just a disappointing dunk contest. I loved the skills challenge. I thought they had awesome teams. I don't know how you come up with these kind of combination of teams again, but I just thought it was a good balance of we're in Cleveland, so let's give the Cleveland guys their own little team here, as well as a lot of deserving guys in Cleveland that I think a lot of people maybe aren't as familiar with. Hopefully they're familiar now because they're having a very good year. And, and Jared Allen is awesome. I thought he played well in the game. Garland, I thought, was a really good host. And Mobley is just a rookie that we're still trying to figure out more. I think a lot of people are underestimating kind of the success of this team. And that was exciting to see them participate in all this and with the home crowd in, in there. And then you got team uh, Giannis, the Attentacumbos over there with his brothers. I thought that was a funny, how, how can we just make this more fun? Let's just put all these guys together and they're all these wild athletes trying to do these crazy, you know, drills, essentially. Uh, and then you kind of wrap it all off with the, you know, a weird rookie combo. But it, it was, it's a good it's a good taste. I thought I did a good job this weekend of showing a variety of players in the skill levels of, of really wide styles of play uh, across the league. Like you got to see a little bit of everything. I mean, th those three rookies right there, I think you're going to find any three dissimilar guys. Like what are, they, what are all any of those three have in common other than being rookies? None, Kate doesn't play like any of the other guys, and uh, no. and Giddy doesn't play like any of the other guys, and uh, who was it? Scotty Barnes doesn't play like any of the Scotty either Barnes. of them. So I thought I just thought that you got really good teams, and I was intrigued by all that. As well as I'm kind of learning the games as we're going along. I, I unfortunately wasn't able to watch this live, and I'm sure they made it a lot more clear watching it live rather than me just watching the highlights nope. of it. No, no, not at all. Okay. No. <laughs> well, uh, that would I I, I would think. Uh, I say overall for the skills challenge, the skills challenge got completely overhauled. Uh, loved the uh, the group of three different teams. And what's cool with this is next year, it doesn't have to be the Giannis brothers. If they don't want to do it, you could come up with, I don't know, you could do the holiday brothers. You could do like, it could be three guys from like St. Louis. It, you know, I can't Tatum and Beal want to do it, but you know, you could do any sort of a uh, combination. You know, there could be like a rookie team, but it, there's so many different, doing it it's it, i think it's always good to have the home team have have the team but you can even decide it's like do the more stats want to do it or do you just throw out like the young guys and you know ha have a good time but completely over uh, overhauled so the skill challenge historically was kind of a obstacle course you, you had to do some dribble weaving you had to make some sit had to make like i think like a like a layup or a dunk or you know just you you know, down and back uh, where this year there was four different events. Uh, there was shooting, passing, a relay, and then a half court for the finale. Uh, you just mentioned you thought live, uh, they might have explained it to it to you a little better. That was, I think, really my uh, my main complaint here was you could tell that the announcers hadn't really been briefed on this. So I had read ahead of time, like, hey, this is going to be a little bit different, but kind of came with a. Uh, uh, a little bit cold and would have liked the announcers to hold my hand through this a little bit. And yeah, it, it, I'm going to throw, I'm going to put it all on, on uh, I'm pretty sure it was Reggie Miller and just like, just not explaining it well. Like, Oh, like, what's going on here? It's like, you're the guy that's supposed to tell me what's going on here. Yeah. I, we're going to talk a little bit the the announcing of over the end here. I chose for the all-star game to watch the alternative broadcast on on tbs we'll, we'll get to that on the the last day here but i i thought watching the highlights i thought it was really funny because there was clearly an advantage to going last because i don't even know the players truly knew the rules either it's the especially the strategy of it they maybe even if they did know the rules they weren't sure what they were going to do when they went out there like that little yeah. passing weave where they're trying to like hit the targets 
that it was clear advantage by the last team of just seeing how to not necessarily run into each other where you could kind of find certain spots to not collide. Uh, but my, I, you my know brother what? thought that uh, they should have rotated to, to make it fair, but I thought funny that the rookies had to go first every time. It's just like, the rookies, like, that's a little bit of a punishment. Like, you have, you have to go first. And that was one of the things that was cool this year with all the events being different was it wasn't the, uh, you know, like in the, historically in the skills competition, you have to hit, I think it's like a three-pointer, and you only get three balls. So if you miss all three, you just move on. So one of the strategies is, rather than trying to actually make the shot, just launch them up and, and get out of there. So it was cool having these new events where it wasn't, uh, we know exactly the strategy. It's like, well, one team's trying this one, and then you said, like, yeah, the, the, the Giannis brothers are trying this weave, and you see them like, bump into each other, and it's just, it, 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 it's not serious. This isn't the finals. This isn't the most high level of basketball. This is supposed to be fun. This is supposed to be goofy. And I, I, I think it may have gone a little long for people, but I wasn't watching it being like, is this like, can they wrap this up? Can we get to the other events? It's, it was just more of, oh, there's another event in the skills conference. Like, oh, all right, cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm down for this. Look, I thought it was a success. And I think it was mostly a success because they put together good teams and it really didn't matter what events they were going to do. It was just, this is going to be a fun, weird group of teams to watch compete in just about anything. So I, as long as they're able to do that, you get you get teams, you get me interested in all that. I, I just thought it kind of lined up well this year. I think it's going to be hard to kind of top that, but I was okay with it. I thought it was it was a good challenge. I, again, I wasn't able to watch it live, but I, I watched the highlights, and it, it was something I was glad I, I took the time to kind of catch up on and actually watch because, you know, none of this really matters. You know, we're not going to gain anything out of all of this. This is purely for fan entertainment. You know, you're not going to leave from this thinking like, oh, wow, watch out for Cleveland. You know, championship contender now. They had a... Had a real yeah, stellar right. half court uh, jump shot shooter or whatever. You know they got out of the second try. You know that that's like champion destiny right there. Like what is? It is, was pretty <laughs> impressive that they hit a half court shot in under six seconds. They're professional basketball players. These are the well, guys. For that sure, it, there's definitely some luck luck to it, but it wasn't even a all right couple like pretty close. It was just like, oh man, that took. I don't even was it was it two or three attempts. Like it, it was very quick. I, I totally get their NBA players and but it was oh wow okay that was quick. But overall, a good a good change. I'd be curious to see what they do next year, but I I, I like the idea of this. I think there's there's something here. I'm still in. I'm still interested in this event because I was even more interested in the next event, which is a three point contest. Which I don't think you could have anticipated these results. If anything, you would have mocked the possibility of this result, in which a giant big man and Carl Anthony Towns having just a successful run here just catches fire in the second round. Uh, it isn't. I think it's more. Do you think it's more exciting when the first participant of the second round goes off for that high of a score, and you kind of have this benchmark where all the other guys know what they have to get? Because in one way, it was exciting knowing, hey, Trey and uh, Kennard had to come out and and really get their shit together because the, there's only X amount of balls left, and it felt like by halfway to the you know three quarters of the way through, we already knew that they weren't they weren't even going to be able to get there. Uh. But I, I still thought it was really exciting. Do you, do you, would you have rather have Cat going last and setting and kind of passing all everyone? Uh, I think that would have been more. I think that would have been more exciting if you could order it that way. But I don't think there's any way to have to have known that. And I gotta imagine they do some sort of order to make sure you don't have to go like back to back or something. But I, I think it's more exciting when the number to hit is a little more uh, obtainable, and then 
there's the excitement of, oh, he's tied him. Okay, he's got three balls left. He's just got to hit one of them. And, oh, he missed one. Oh, he missed the second one. You know, there's a little more drama to it. But it it's also cool when, you know, they uh, they, they set that mark high of, okay, someone's really going to have to uh, to get hot here to, be, to beat this. I think you could argue that was the loudest the crowd got that night. And maybe in both nights was was Cat going off for the three-point contest the second round. I think he ends with 29. And honestly, he should have had more. I think his his last money ball, I think he missed too. Like, I think he missed a lot of the shots in the last rack. But I, I'm impressed. I, I think that's the one takeaway. I mean, I know I just said the last a second ago that I wasn't going to really take a whole lot away from this. But I think Cat is an interesting player. I don't know if he's necessarily respected or feared by anyone, but I kind of respect him for going out there and just saying, I'm going to win this damn thing and, and actually winning it. There's plenty of other oh, wow. shooters out there. I don't think anyone else really mailed it in. I thought Trey and Kennard could have easily won this. You, you, you make it you make it sound like it's uh it's Yao Ming out there 15 years ago. Like Cat 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 shoots threes. He shoots 40%. He he makes uh he, he takes over over 5 a game. Like I, I think it, it, like uh you know maybe 5 to to 10 years ago you get like a big man out there it's like, "Oh man, what do you what do you got him out there for?" But now it's like Every, everybody shoots like not once in a while like that that's a lot of shots you can't tell me there's a comparison to the comfort level of watching him shoot the really deep ball versus trey young and and see the body language oh. isn't different at all i mean it's a oh, flick that, shot for cat sure. and trey's putting his entire body into it he has no choice <laughs> he has to so like that yeah, maybe he has an advantage being stronger and you know taller I historically no. Uh, now apparently yes. Yeah. This is is disappointing. And anyone out there, if you <laughs> you need to be able to shoot, I guess that's the the long story short. But here's my last pitch. Here is that this should be the closing event of Saturday night. No, absolutely not. This has to so be silly. it. This the has to be the closing event. It's so it's much more exciting. exciting. It's so much more exciting. Not even close. Not it's the only close. it's the only event where the names all make sense. We all know who everyone is out there, and we're all excited to watch them do something. That is really the only thing the league is striving to do right now is that shoot as many threes as possible. So let's it's a three point shooting league. The game is all about three point shooting. Nobody cares about dunks and layups anymore and two point shots. It's all about shooting. So why isn't shooting the last event? It's by far more exciting than whatever so... dunk contest we're ever going to get again. It's, it's the dunk it's contest only... is over. It's terrible. You should just go to bed. It's a terrible extension of, of just advertising waste of time for everybody. It, it wasn't, it wasn't good. There's no way you could convince me it was good this year. There's no way. There are basketball games. Basketball games aren't good every time going in thinking like, Oh, this is going to be like the absolute top. And if it's not, then like we should scratch the whole event is just so short-sighted. It was one of the worst, you're gonna, though. You're going to miss out on future great moments to say, like, oh, well, this one wasn't good, so, yeah, we're just not going to do it. I would do it first. I would start off with the dunk contest. Let's just make a layup line out there because it's like a real – because, honestly, that's all the dunks we saw. I saw better dunks at the high school layup line than I saw in this dunk contest and because it was the same thing. That was the same amount of effort that was being put in. It was like, all right, we're going to go out there and miss that's a bunch the, of dunks and, the, and be lackadaisical. Your attitude right here, Reggie Miller's attitude, and everyone coming piling on afterwards, like uh, Cole Anthony. I don't even like Cole Anthony because he went to UNC. He tried something. He tried dunking with a uh, you know with boots on, and it was just immediately just like, oh, this is terrible. This is awful. How how is this saying to John Morant like, hey, you should do this next year? Why, why would he? Why would he even entertain the idea if 
best case, people are like, oh, yeah, no, that's pretty cool. And more likely case is that it's just going to be like, oh, that's all he did. Oh, this this whole no, event but is terrible. Zach, they These weren't ready. They were terrible. They didn't. They weren't prepared. They, none of them had practiced any of the dunks or they would have made any of them. They weren't ready. If John Morant was going to do this, he would only do it if he knew how to do it and he would practice and be ready for it because he would have something to lose. He couldn't risk looking like any of these guys who nobody knows any of their names for, so they had nothing to lose. They they were Honestly, they should be embarrassed because I, I really don't feel like half of them had four dunks ready for this, and I, I don't think it's asking for that much. Honestly, I mean, if you're in the layup lines, you have probably have four dunks just doing that in your regular layups. I, I was just the lack of creativity, the poor execution of all. I mean, the one guy tried to do the, the Vince Carter arm in the rim thing. He wasn't even close. It looked like he'd never even tried it before. Like that that's terrible. That's what I'm saying with we need a little bit better than this. Just a little bit. Enough where somebody actually has something to lose and they have to actually practice and give a shit about it. Because that was bad. This wasn't good. The other thing is and Toppins is going to win based on the guys missed everything out there. Well, hey, it's a show. Like, why don't you actually make it something challenging here? Why don't you actually make a name for yourself rather than just take the layup for the win? That was embarrassing. We were cheated oh, off of this. You didn't, you didn't like that last dunk? I liked that last dunk. That was hard. Look, it, it wasn't It wasn't where, that where I didn't like it. it. He bounced it off the backboard. Like, it's hard to describe. Like, he didn't throw it off the backboard. He jumped hit it off the backboard and then dunked it. He tried to do it the, uh, the, the, the dunk before and then didn't quite get it. And then just kind of had to bail out and just, I think did like a, like an East Bay or something. It just felt a little safe. I'm not saying it was a bad dunk. I'm not saying he's like I the think, worst winner of all time. Though, either. Is that we, we have such high expectations and we're so quick to be like, this is trash. This is garbage. This is awful that we're just forcing guys. We're forcing the best athletes to not do it. And then these guys, it's like, well, why would you get way out of your comfort zone? Like, there, there's no reward. And I think we just have to dial, we have to dial our expectations back because, and part of it is just, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go right to the top. It's the internet's fault. We see crazy dunks all of the time, you know, whether it's in game, whether it's, you know, kind of more dunk contest, you know, in the, in the middle of the gym, but you don't see how many attempts happen. I mean, if you go back to some of the, the older dunk contests, even the, even the real good ones, there are, there are a bunch of misses, you know, it's way cooler when they make it on the first one, but that doesn't always happen. And so I think you just have to, you have to bake that in. This isn't YouTube. This hasn't been, they haven't been out there all afternoon and probably more than afternoon, like for days. And you see the one that went like completely right and was awesome. No, this is live. It's you know, live. And when you want to watch live stuff, you have to deal with live results. They're, they're professional athletes. They could use YouTube like a source, just like everyone else. They can go get some ideas from there. What, they, what, they can't steal a dunk? They can't gain any creativity. They can't like the, even the, the the flashbacks to any old dunks, any uh you know respecting to some vintage stuff. They could have done any of that. They didn't do anything. It, it was a, it was a layup line. I've seen layup lines be more exciting. It's just terrible. It's really bad. We don't. I hope we never talk I, about I, it I again. Would, I, I, would, I do. I do think that there there is opportunity. I, unless I, I don't know. Is it the is is it the athlete's ability? Like. You would think that stars would be better, but, you know, we're not getting stars in this event anymore. But, you know, you're getting younger guys. It's like, can we get more dunkers? Or were these supposed to be the the, the dunkers? But just like, all right, yeah, you, you, you dunked over somebody. It's like, okay, everybody dunks over people. No, and, but they didn't dunk over took, somebody. He, okay, he used he the arm to push off somebody. the shoulder. He didn't even go over anybody. He used his arm clearly to push off the guy's shoulder. The, the guy shouldn't have even been standing yeah. there. He might not have even made the dunk if the guy was standing there. 
it just seems like there's still, like you said, like there are uh, a bunch of YouTube videos and just, you, you, and you can blatantly, blatantly steal it. But why don't we just hire those guys? Up. Why can't they just put on a show at the end here? And then you just run into the same thing of like, you, it's the NBA All-Star Weekend. It's not the basketball weekend. Well, if this is the best dunkers we got and those are the best shooters we got, I want to watch the best shooters. Because these aren't the best dunkers. It's so, it's so lame, man. So lame. You, you know exactly what a three-pointer looks like going in. At least with the dunk contest, there's an opportunity. It didn't happen this year, but there's an opportunity you're going to see something you've never seen before. If a guy goes and hits every single uh, three-pointer, it would be cool. But it's like, all right, you kind of have seen that, that Curry video. All right. But, you know, you go back, you know, a few years. I, I was seeing today everyone's posting, like, some of their favorite in that, uh, uh, that Aaron Gordon dunk where he dunked grabbing it from the mascot dunked under his legs. It's like, I had never seen that before. It gives you the opportunity. You, 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 the highest high is going to be in the dunk contest. And it, I don't think the three-point contest will ever get close to that. And I very much disagree that when Cat hit all those threes, that that was the loudest that Cleveland got. All right, well, when did you think? I have two other thoughts. of Michael Jordan showed up, I was going to say, MJ showing up might have been the loudest. <laughs> Truthfully, but it wasn't even showed up and uh, LeBron getting introduced or maybe the booze for Curry at the beginning. But I think (laughs) I'm just, you know, I just just razzing them a little bit. I I would say not even LeBron getting introduced. I might have said LeBron on the the game winner might might have been uh, just as loud. Yeah. But for Saturday, Cat was by far the highlight. And I I had fun with the team, the the, the Kumbo brothers uh, participating. I thought they were (laughs) they're just. They're, they're kind of remind me almost like these Super Mario Bros. They're kind of clunky, you know. They're a little goofy. They kind of don't fit, but they're yet they're just they're, they're, they're very impressive still. Like I'm not taking you, away anything for, from any of them. You definitely forget too that uh, Giannis is a multi uh, MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, one of like the best we have in the sport, and he's just out there the same way you or I would be out there or like playing any little game that like we made up. There was definitely none of the. Well, you know, I'm kind of a superstar, so I, I don't want to look silly, silly like, uh, what am I doing out here? It's just like, no, I'm hanging out with my brothers, and we were trying to get this W, and I, I don't know why he is still like like that, but I think <laughs> it has more to do with his effort than what the event was, because in the wrong hands, I think it it, it just it, it falls apart. No, no shame. The guy's there to win. I, I love it. I'll never get tired of it. Uh, did you see his his block actually on his teammate during the game? Just yeah. the, on uh, on Middleton, that was kind of a crucial yep. play as well. Um, all right, so the the All Star game is on Sunday. They they had the the limb rules. We talked about that. Where I think that makes the game a lot closer. Uh, LeBron's turning back to Cleveland. I'd say that was kind of the big highlight of it. I felt like it was going to be his MVP to lose for a while there, until. Steph Curry came into the game, in which he started on Team LeBron and just started cooking. My God, there's nothing more fun than watching Curry just launch from everywhere and just get happy green light nonstop from out, from all over the place, from deep, from up close, a couple crossovers here and there, quick shots, turning around before the ball even goes in multiple times, and really just having having a good time. I think this is exactly what you, the best-case scenario is for an All-Star game. I'm not sure how we get guys like Curry to put in this sort of effort all the time. you know, Because there's guys like Giannis where you kind of just know they're going to show up and, and that's going to be not an issue. And then 
I feel like you look at guys, maybe maybe Luca's been picking up a little too much slack today. I thought they actually should have played him a little bit more and he might have tried a little bit harder, but maybe maybe that was the wrong attitude overall. Maybe I was just hoping he would try a little bit harder if he did play more because when he was out there, it didn't really seem like he wanted to be out there. And I think that's the risk of having too many players like that on the flip side. But overall, the game's tight. If you do the score by score per quarter here, it's or per game, I guess, or whatever you want to call it. I'm not not sure exactly what all the all the yeah, it was uh, it was two points, uh, three points tied, and then the final was uh, you know, quote the 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 worst with Team LeBron winning by winning by three. But I think that's the best case scenario for an All Star game. You just want this game to stay close enough where that and that ending actually matters. And when Team Durant hits a a tying three or not a tying three, they hit a three to put it within three points of hitting that number, so that it's kind of a one possession. You're one, you're one possession away for the win on each team. That, I thought that really tightened everything up. And, of course, they, they post up LeBron, and he finally gets his shot and, and puts everything away. But Curry, I said he was super hot. He's approaching this record, and it felt like he was destined to hit it. He kind of chokes at the end, right? Like It seems ridiculous to put this much pressure on this as if it matters. Like, he needs this record. I mean, he has the most. he's made more threes in his career than anyone else in the NBA, and his career's not even over. Yet it still feels like he kind of choked for the opportunity yesterday. Did did you feel like he did the same thing, or were you expecting him to get it, uh, or disappointed he, just, he didn't get it? He he just went went cold at the wrong time, and man, he was just super on fire just for so for just such a long time. Usually, you know, it happens, and then you kind of do the heat check, and then it, you know, not it never like falls apart for Curry, but you know, you, you cool off, and he just for three quarters was just blazing. And then that last quarter, uh, I felt so bad for him because it was going to be the win and for the all-star game scoring record. And he had, what was it like three or four attempts? And then team Durant just kept getting closer and closer. And finally it was at the point where you didn't need a three. You only needed a two. And I went to LeBron where it was funny. Cause it was almost like the reverse. I feel like earlier on LeBron had, a. Uh, you know, he, he put up the points, you know, big guy like that. He's going to get it. He had, uh, had 24, but I mean, he went two for 11 from three He shot under 50% from the field. And I'm, I know I'm nitpicking here a little bit, but it seemed like a bunch of times that he just kind of like jacked it up. And it was like, do you see what Curry's doing here? Like, what, what are you doing? P- pass the ball. But then at the end, he, uh, he, he got the job done. So kind of, kind of a, a flip flip flop there. I really, I really enjoyed team LeBron's roster i mean Jokic, curry lebron uh, and it's just just fun fun guys to play with i, I thought that made it a, a really really entertaining game uh and did you see comes- that lebron is a five and oh since they've been doing the uh the the drafts and he, his team well gm lebron he's he's a proven commodity right it's it makes, I, I guess so makes great decisions he's never never ended up with a roster that he couldn't win with you know, it's it's foolproof. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess so. So I, I mentioned earlier that I, I went with the alternative broadcast. Now, did you, you did the regular one on TNT. I did the regular one on TNT. It was uh, Dwayne Wade, uh, Reggie Miller, and uh, I think it was Harland. So the alternative broadcast was on TBS, and it was the guys that do the halftime show with Charles, Chuck, Kenny, and EJ, and Draymond Green, who was on the sideline. Uh, for the entire game, just just basically watching the game with these guys, and they're going back and forth. You know, they're talking the the diamond seventy five and all the the players and the pictures that just happened earlier, 
and then you're getting like thank you speeches and talking about how like crazy it was to be in the room with all that. And then, you know, they did certain team pictures as well. I thought those were really cool. You know, a bunch of classic Celtics, a bunch of classic Lakers. It's just crazy to see all these people in the same room. And the, it was just a really fun broadcast. I, I did watch all of the highlights again on YouTube to kind of just brush up and remind myself, especially some of the events I didn't watch. And rewatching the highlights on all that, it had the normal broadcast that you had listened to. And I actually thought that was a pretty good one as well. I, I don't know if they necessarily always get it right, but I thought the energy was, was just as good in that one. But I I think I enjoy – I'd say that the, the regular broadcast felt like you were at the game where they were kind of hooting and hollering and getting up and, and cheering a little bit more and more more like a kind of a live game excitement versus the other one felt like I was sitting on the couch with a bunch of friends. And I think I liked that broadcast a little bit more because there's really – this could easily be a background game, all right? This could easily be playing. You could be doing something yeah. else while this game is going on for almost 90% of it. It's not to the end of it where it kind of tightens up a little bit and suddenly like, oh, wow. All right, edge of my seat, best players in the league, trying to stop best players in the league. This is going to be great. You know, this is – and it was. But I enjoyed that broadcast. I think it's a cool alternative to have, and it's it's definitely a, a, a vibe depending on whether you would rather feel like you're at the game or feel like you're at the – at your house with some actual company, which I, I was not. I, this is my only company. So I like I like that a little bit more. I'm, I'm really entertained by Shaq, Shaq and Chuck all the time. Barkley and them, <laughs> they just go at it over everything. Shaq is like eating throughout the entire broadcast because he's like, I, I didn't agree to do this, and you guys made me do this, so I'm going to act like I normally would. So he's just eating like routinely throughout <laughs> this entire broadcast. And there's yelling at him they're, they're too. He's like, dude, it the, uh, we're just hanging out in a room together. Feel. He was like, dude, I know that we normally only do the halftime show, but we still have commercial breaks. Like you can eat then. Like there's not <laughs> like there isn't time for you to sneak a couple bites in or anything. But no, not having it. This is the way these guys roll. They're gonna do it their way, and it's just it's just entertaining. I don't know what to tell you about it. If if you're not a fan of these guys already, you're never going to be. But if you are, this was this was fun. I, I thought this was great. Definitely a bit of a copycat for the Manning cast, but I, I like I think these guys are kind of the originators of this sort of style anyways. And and that this is a really good opportunity. I wish they would do these with the regular games. I, I really would. I'd really rather listen to all of them. But Yeah, we've 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 mentioned it before, we're very much pro multiple uh multiple broadcasts because you can you can have it on the uh, on the on the apps or actually this one even wasn't even on the apps that was on uh, TBS where yeah, the normal it, next broadcast level. was on on TNT. N- next, like so, I would be fine if you told me I have to download an app and stream it. and It's exclusively on that. That would have been fine. It would be like all right, so I got to get the TNT app and it'll be an alternative broadcast. It's not on a physical cable channel. I have to do all that. I would have been fine jumping through all those loops. The fact that they just had it on TBS as its own alter- alternate broadcast is. Really trying to embrace to see how many people actually uh, flip the channel for this. Uh, now I didn't hear about this at all going into the game. I I found this out in the pregame, maybe five minutes before. They were like, "Hey," because the 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 TNT guys that do the halftime show that ended up on TBS, they did the pregame as well. So they're like, "Hey, we're going to TBS now. We're going to hand you off to the TNT guys over here." And I was like, "Wait, what do you mean hand? Like, where are you guys going? Like, this this game's just starting." <laughs> uh, so yeah, right? I I, I kind of wish they'd. Gave me a little bit more heads up all of that. I, I feel like this could have been something, especially on this podcast, we would have talked about and mentioned going into this weekend. Um, so it's just a little nitpicking here. Now, with all that being said about the broadcast, the game, and the, the winners and the losers, did you think there was right, did you think there was a better dunk in the All-Star game than anything from the dunk contest? 
Oh, all the jaw dunks. All the jaw dunks, right? I, I'll, even the Rudy Gobert dunk I thought was all right. The little, little like, 180, almost 360 dunk he had. I thought that was kind of cool, too. But way better than the dunk contest. How do, how do we get more stuff like that to happen? Like, can we, <laughs> we just... I don't know how we fix it, but we need we need more. That's the that's the kind of entertaining dunks I want to see on Saturday night that we're just struggling to find and see. And I think it's just because you're not getting guys like Jaw to do it. So, uh, but we saw him in the game, and I, I was just as happy with that. I don't need to have a dunk contest for it. So just uh, you know, move that event uh, you know earlier into the night, and let's uh, let's finish it off with something actually exciting. Uh, anything else All you want right, to get we'll to? Let, let me know what the event is. Anything uh, else you want to talk about All-Star Weekend? I mean, did you want to talk about the top 75 and all that? I mean, it's it's also it's, – it's fine. Like, it, it was, I, you know, what it, am I supposed to do, cool disagree they, with it? Uh, it? It was cool how they uh, they, they incorporated it uh, on Friday night. The uh, the coaches were all uh, uh, top 75 members. Uh, it was cool how they kind of brought them, brought them all out, like how often do you get to see all these uh, all these guys together. I was definitely surprised that, that Michael Jordan was there. I feel like a lot of times he uh, is just like he's just like above all of this. It's like he's you're bringing him out because he's a because uh, of how great of a player he was, and you think in his head he's like, well, I'm I'm an owner now. Like it, it it's different, but seeing him interact with with, with Magic that was uh, that was definitely fun. Seemed pretty pretty candid. Uh, I thought the uh, I didn't love the, uh, the 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 suits like the the, the Blazers. <laughs> I don't know. It just I, it just didn't quite. Didn't quite quite look right. I, I don't know what what it was exactly. I can't quite put my finger on it. It was kind of like yeah, yeah, all right. But uh, it's made for a extra extra long halftime. I didn't even really realize they were doing that, and I really didn't have uh, much of an issue. So I had switched over to um, uh, the USC game, which I had switched over. I think with like ten minutes to go, and was thinking like ah, I'll, I'll miss part of the uh, the the second half. No 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 problem in it was a pretty tight game so kind of the ending took took a little while and then you know it was like ah, even switched over a little bit before the game was like officially over and switched over and i think we saw magic and then jordan and then after that was still like some time it was like oh man it's taking a while but i think the uh the competitiveness was worse this year than last year i think last year with the with the elam ending for each quarter it was competitive you still have kind of the, the free-for-all, but I think it was more like midway through the quarter it got competitive, where this time it seemed like it, it was more uh, a few years ago where it was, okay, maybe the last two possessions maybe will play competitive, and it was a little bit competitive uh, down the stretch, but I, I feel like we kind of lost a little bit, and to your point of this could have easily been on in the background of just it, it it's glorified layup lines. It's fine. That's what the game is. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, that's you know, just, yeah, that's to be expected. I I think we're getting we're getting a better ending than we were getting before, and I can at least anticipate that every time, especially when the game stays close like this. I think one of the years it wasn't as close, and then it's it's really not exciting when they hit the the elim. It's like, all right, yeah, cool, you, you, game winning shot, but you were up by ten. Like you could have you could have wasted like five attempts until it was a half court shot or something. Like it, it, it didn't matter, you know, it wasn't wasn't a tight game so at least this was a close game it would have been fun if LeBron did miss and the other team had had a chance to kind of steal the victory and in the only mm-hmm. way they would it would have been an actual steal of victory because it wouldn't have been because the clock was left out or, or any time was left over it would be because they hit the number before the other team I, I think that would have been exciting but you know what it's fine I was all right 
It was right with LeBron making it. It felt like that was kind of well, the way it should have been. What was ended. up with uh, What was up with Chris Paul going in the game? I I was if I was if I was a Suns fan, I think I'd be pretty upset right now. I was debating on whether or not we were going to talk about this because I think it's an unfair thing to then pick on him for, but it is a responsibility thing of, of like, well, all right, well, it's for the fans. We just talked about it. Like, th- th- it just seemed risky. It also felt like he was only going to be out there for ten seconds, oh, so and he was out there unnecessarily risky. It felt like he was only going to be out there for like ten seconds. Then he was out there for like five minutes, <laughs> and and he started doing more and more riskier well, stuff. And I was worried that you just can't turn off these reactions. That he was just going to like he was just going to put his hand out to try and deflect something, and then that was going to be it. And then, then it was going to be a second surgery or whatever they have going on now. I think it was his thumb. It's it was it was so bizarre because it must have been something he was really pushing for, and it had come out right before the before the game that he's going to be out six to eight weeks, uh, uh, minimum. But then it came out later, like yeah, he's gonna he's gonna play a little bit. Both teams are aware of it, and it is an All Star game, so I don't think there's really going to be any shenanigans going on. But I really thought it was going to be he came in one offensive possession, either they let him go right to the hoop and he gets a bucket, or he is up there in the uh the the assist leader like he's a point guard so it's like he probably even more likely he throws one alley-oop to somebody and then like intentional foul and he is imme- and he's like he is immediately out but then it's like he's in there and he went to the hoop and he, he blew a layup and then i think it, i think it was gobert got the rebound and then he, he punched it out it was just like i, I it, it's it's not it's not my team and so i shouldn't i shouldn't be caring so much and it's like he's a grown man he knows what he's doing but it's just he's he's not a young guy this isn't the only all-star game he's been to a ton of all-star games uh what was it um uh donovan mitchell he was sick wasn't able to play like this happens there are other guys that were injured you know a little more before but it wasn't like he was not like he injured himself like that morning and it's like i've never been to an all-star game this might be my only one and so I was surprised that the the Suns organization let let him do it, but maybe that's kind of part of being Chris Paul and at that age is saying, "Well, try to stop me." I, I guess, look, it's for the fans. It was nice to see him out there, and I'm sure he was happy to be out there with all those guys one more time as well. I mean, that, there's there's got to be a feeling of being able to participate on the on the team with a lot of these guys. Just just you know, swing the ball to Curry one time. Like you don't tell me Giannis didn't have fun swinging the ball to Curry in the corner a bunch of times and just watching this automatic button almost where it's like a video game. It's like, all right, you just swing it over here and then you hit this button and the ball goes in. Yeah. It, this is great. This is fun. Or, you know, or, you know, I, I was a little disappointed. Actually, I was a little shocked LaMelo played as much as he did. He's in the end of the game there as well. That I, that that stuck out to me as well because that's always uh, what Bill Simmons is, uh, that the end of the All-Star game is usually a good kind of Petri dish of who are the, the best players right now that like kind of it's like easy to kind of agree upon and so when it got down to that i was very cognizant to be paying attention to who's out there right now it's like lamello's out there okay well once it gets a little closer they'll sell them out it's like oh no he's he's still in there i just misjudged what i thought lamello was going to be in this game for i thought it was going to be fun goofy lamello just doing crazy between the legs alley-oop passes to to guys for like the first two quarters and then, and then, then it was going to become real basketball, you know, where defense yeah, kicks up, and then you, you can't do any of this sort of stuff. But you know, he's he's really easy to play with, and I and I could see his his advantages. Just I didn't anticipate somebody's first All Star game getting just that sort of credit. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm not telling you you're not telling off to ride the ride, but 
you know, there was just a lot of other tall people around you, you know, that were that were yeah. qualified to be there. And it's not like you were the only one. So I was more just shocked by that. And you're basically doing positionless basketball at this point at the end here, too. I mean, there's just a weird group of guys and you kind of got an answer for everybody. It just I just I just was shocked. I'm not disappointed by it. I mean, I, th- I think he's an entertaining guy to play. I just if I'm someone else on the bench, I, I just yeah, I wouldn't blame them for feeling a certain way because LaMelo played yeah. as much as he played. And I don't know if that was just an entertainment thing or maybe maybe the guys around the league are having a little bit more respect for him than, than maybe we are even showing. So I just don't know if it was necessarily earned uh, and as, as justified. But, mm-hmm. it, but we don't make the decisions. You know, I don't know how you're supposed to coach these games either. Like, that's not that can't be a fun thing to be doing, especially at the end there where you if you do make a decision or if you are saying, all right, time to get the real guys in there. Like, at what time do you do that? Because the second you pull somebody out, they know they're not coming back in. Like that's yeah, like, these are these are the most competitive guys. You know that can't be a fun thing to do. Like at five minutes in, you're like, hey, Lamelo, great job. Uh, I'm putting in. I mean, let's just say Tatum or whoever. They're putting in somebody, and and you're done. Because uh, I'm blatantly telling you, I'd rather have this guy to close the game than you. Yeah, <laughs> it just it can't be an easy way to do this. I just shocked that he was able to kind of win that rotation battle because there's only x amount of minutes and there's only 10 guys that are playing it's not like there's a lot of guys there's there's no, there's no way you can do this perfectly mm-hmm. uh, but all right that's, i think that's enough nba talk i think it's time to get to the more aggressive you know emotional college basketball where there's fights and stuff of of all sorts after games between not even players between coaches and former players and Man, what what was what happened here? I've heard a couple different conspiracies of of this Michigan Wisconsin now being described as a melee, which we're gonna get into that. I think we needed to find a punch on this podcast just for just for my clarification, so that when I read the bottom line of like Juwan Howard throws punch, and then I go watch it, and I'm like, well, where's the punch? Like, what do you? We're calling an open hand slap a punch? Because I, I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying an open hand slap from a former professional athlete. Couldn't feel like a punch thrown from me. It might. But if that guy wanted to punch you, he would close that fist and he would punch you and it would be called a punch. All right. This this open hand slap, I'll buy it. Uh, you know, it's for sure an assault uh, sort of violent, you know, and you're not trying to you're trying to hurt the guy. I get that. But it doesn't mean it's a punch. I, I just I, that's just my issue with this whole thing. But what happened? How did we end up at this? I'm hearing all sorts of things about an inappropriate timeout being called prior to all this. And it was it that, is it that sympathetic that it was it that brutal of a timeout? Like- so what's uh what's fun about this is that it has to do with unwritten rules of basketball. So if you are a Wisconsin fan, then Michigan was in the wrong. And if you're a Michigan fan, Wisconsin was in the wrong. Uh, this was Michigan at Wisconsin. Wisconsin was uh, beating them pretty good. Wisconsin had put the, put their walk-ons in. Juwan Howard in Michigan then continued to press. And I think it was under 30 seconds. So normal protocol, game's out of hand, under 30 seconds, offense brings it up. The agreement is offense isn't going to shoot it, but defense is also not going to play active defense. If you are on defense and you play active defense, you do open yourself up that they may go try to score them. Like that's kind of the loose unwritten rule agreement. Well, Michigan was pressing. So it was a going to be a backcourt violation. So then the Wisconsin coach called timeout. So Michigan takes a little bit of offense to that. Cause like, Hey, 
you're beating us and now you're calling time out with 15 seconds. So you're, you're like elongating the, you know, the game, you know, the, you know, it's almost like a little bit of a slap in the face and just like, Hey, can we just end this game? Like we just want to get out, you know, in the locker room shower and get out of here. But I can see the argument of, well, if you're pressing a team, if it means you're still playing, well, I guess they're going to keep playing. And it did not go well. Uh, then in layup lines, yeah, it just kind of uh, got crazy. Uh, Juwan Howard and the Wisconsin coach really started to get into it. People got in between, and you were saying, "What? What? What is a punch?" Uh, initially, I thought it was a punch. I thought he clocked him right in the face. Uh, and it wasn't until later, when I'd watched some of the reviews from like a, a slightly different angle, where it was really more of like it seemed like he was trying to grab him. So his hand was kind of open, but his hand definitely was going forward. And whether it was a slap or a hit or a partial punch, it is still, you are a coach. I mean, you can't do this as a player. You definitely cannot do this as a coach at, at any level. So I think that was more the, the shock of it that a coach struck another coach. I, I mean, can you think of this happening before? No, no. And I, I don't think it's the appropriate response. I don't want to okay this at all. But if you want my opinion, Wisconsin shouldn't have called timeout. You just take the turnover. You're gonna win. The other team, the other team got you. Like I said, that that's what's funny with like these unwritten rules. It was a, uh, it wasn't a complete. Blo- I guess it was, it was a four, fourteen point game, so it probably wasn't gonna impact it. But I think it's just part of the what's like the knee jerk reaction. You're you're watching your team. The team's in the backcourt. If you call, you know. Seven seconds, eight seconds, nine seconds. Call the timeout. Then you get a fresh, fresh ten seconds. It's just kind of a you. You're just in that you, even time and time in a situation. Still like, oh, well, we have timeouts left. Let's call one so we don't take this turnover. And yeah, you for sure call the timeout. And then Juwan Howard, uh, you know, in the handshake line, you know, calls them. Calls him a name or you know something or it's just kind of says like, "Hey man, that wasn't cool." But you can't hit somebody. No, that's but you huge, also that's just once, a huge jump. Once once Juan Howard in the layup line tells him like, "Yo, that, I'm not cool." He's walking away. It's the Wisconsin guy that then says, "No, no, no, I need to fix this right now. I'm not okay that you're not okay." Which, if you've ever lost a game in any sort of fashion, you don't really ever need to have a conversation with the other guy. Nothing good is going to oh, come from it. There's no way for, you can comfort sure, yeah, the other for guy. Sure the here. Wisconsin guy also also instigated. He had given the uh, the, the WWE like suck it uh, sign. Uh, I, I don't remember exactly where in the line of events that happened. So uh, he is for sure not. Uh, um, the, the, he has he has some fault, but. No, but let him walk there's by. A, there's Just, a big, there's a big jump between. Hey, you did something that might not have been okay. Hey, yeah, I shouldn't be, shouldn't be doing this. To you struck somebody. That's assault. If that was out on the street, like you're getting arrested. The other stuff, you're not getting arrested for that. I, I just, I think it's almost like playing with fire, though, when you try to comfort somebody after a loss when they know you just beat them and that they're not going to be happy about it. You don't have the right you're, to go then comfort the other a, person. You're an adult. This is literally your job part of the time to I, accept losses. And I, it, I it, know, it, but know how no to fun. know how to win too, man. Like the other, the other coach has to just say, all right, this guy isn't feeling it. That's fine. He doesn't want to shake my hand. You move on. You got the win. You got what you wanted for. You didn't come there to shake the guy's hand at the end of the game. It doesn't mean anything. 
Would it be nice? Yes, but it, we didn't. It didn't happen. He forced this thing to happen, where he goes back, Juwan Howard, to try and comfort all of this and, and make it better. And that's when he's like, "No, I don't want any part of this." And he's like, "Well, why not?" And then it's it's a whole bunch of big mouth talking, and then the real reality of the truth comes out, where nothing needed to happen here. I I, I blame the Wisconsin guy a hell of a lot more. I unfortunately, Juwan Howard is going to be punished ten times more for all of this, not just because of the actual physical act of it, but because he's a former player, and I feel like they're going to make an example out of all this. I, there's not a... Oh, I don't think it's because he's a former player. You can't... If, if a player had done that, you're just... He's not any like, former player. He's a Fab Five player, right? No, don't no, tell no, me I'm there's not a chance were, to pinpoint stuff on him from no, previous I'm things that have nothing player, to do with anything. If one of the Michigan players did this, he, he, would, be, he would be so up, upset at his player for doing that, and he would for sure be punished. And yeah, as as the coach, you, you can't do it. You're not seeing uh, Coach Calipari going out and trying, you know, trying to swing at, uh, you know, Bayheim or something. I I guarantee there's been times though where they have chosen to not want to talk to the other coach, and that it's a Belichick handshake where we just we shake hands, and the second we touch hands, my head's already turned because I'm going the other oh, direction. Yeah, that happens all yeah, the time, for sure. and that should have happened tonight or that night, and it didn't happen. And that's why we ended up where we're at. That, that's more of my point. I've seen, I've seen other ones in college where uh, the two coaches, they just uh, like from their coaching box, just kind of look over at the uh, you know the other one, and there's just like the like the wave and like get out. I've seen uh, it's much less uh, frequent, but the one coach is just so upset with uh, the situation, just walks off. I think it's a poor sport. I think, like I said, you're getting paid millions of dollars, and part of that is you have to deal with just some real crappy situations where you didn't think you lost, or you think the refs screwed you over, or something, or you're upset about a timeout. Come on, grow up. I, you're, you're not wrong. I'm not. I'm not like saying that that's wrong. I just feel like this this could have been an avoided situation, and and we're acting like it think, wasn't. Do you not think that other coaches are not going to maybe try to push his buttons a little more now? Like, oh, you got a real hothead on your hand. Like, now during the game, you know, that, the coaching t- boxes aren't that far away. If you can get in a coach's head and now he's paying attention to you, I'm not saying necessarily during, like, a regular uh, regular season, you know, Tuesday night game. But what about, uh, you know, if this is a Sweet 16 matchup? Look, it's an interesting philosophy of, of all that. But if anything, why are these coaches trying to try this former player? He's so much bigger and stronger than all of you, all right? If that, mm-hmm. if that hand was closed... Man, this could have gotten real bad. Could have knocked him out. Yeah, big time. Easily. Yeah. Not even think, like challengingly. Like easily. I think you're doing it because you're like, well, there's no way he's going to swing on me. Like, he's Ex- coach. Like, so, this isn't going to happen. So, you know what? I, I dare you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Feel like this is a weakness right now. Try him again. Like, he needs this job. Like, he needs this. All right. Try him I'll, again. Uh, well, I guess, uh, what, what, is the, what is the punishment? I think, unfortunately, he's probably done for the year. He'll be lucky if he's able to participate in the tournament. I'm worried they're going to make an example out of him and, and truly just just be done for the whole year plus the tournament. But I'm hopeful that when, Howard, if they are qualified for the tournament and in the tournament, that they will allow him to coach. Now, I do think the Wisconsin guy should get at least a game. I don't know if he'll get that, but we'll see. We're, uh, would you be surprised if he was fired? I would be surprised because I almost feel like he's so Mr. Michigan that if anything, he's just fighting for the school. Like, you know, I get it's a little embarrassing and all that, but you know what? 
I don't think it's the end of the world to have a coach that's willing to fight to win. It's just maybe not the most professional look. And I understand with with maybe financial decisions get affected by that kind of uh, emotions. But the guy just wants to win. I think he's doing a decent job. I, I don't know. Maybe if you had, maybe if you're on the cusp of already being disappointed with some of the results to begin with, that that maybe that discussion comes up. But I I don't think it's a fireable offense. I, I think, like I said, I think if anything, this hopefully makes it more feared across the board from all these other coaches. Well, while we, uh, I wanted to, I wanted to ask you first, but while uh, while we've been on the pod, I saw on the, the bottom line. Do you want to know what the, the punishment was? No, what was it? It is uh, five games, so that's the uh, the rest of the the regular season. So he'll be back for uh, conference tournament. All right, you heard it here first. I nailed it. <laughs> uh, anything for <laughs> anyone else? Uh, I just uh, googled uh, Greg Gard, but it didn't come up. But it, it is a little weird where. Uh, I don't know, I, and I just saw it on the bottom line. So it's different from where, like, in the NBA, the NBA hands out all of the suspensions and fines and everything, where with this, it's probably by conference. So they are in the same conference, but it may have been that Michigan may have just kind of said, we're not even going to wait for what the yeah. uh, the Big Ten says. We're just going to say, hey, rest of the regular season, you're, you're done. So, uh I haven't seen anything for Greg Gard, but that does not mean that he uh, uh, will not have any any sort of punishment. All right, well, there you go. Some breaking news on the podcast today. Just want to thank everyone, as usual, for listening. Uh, we got some big March plans coming up. If you haven't heard, Zach and I make a big March Madness bet every year, of which one of us has to do a terrible consequence. Now, we've got a list of some of these consequences, but uh, we would like to have some more. So if you have any bet consequences that you think would fit a fair punishment for one of us for failing to pick all the correct picks or at least more picks than the other one uh send them our way you can reach out to our facebook page little column a little column b as well as you can reach out zach's twitter which i think is still active which is yep wicked zman 24 and any idea is a uh, fair game i mean we may laugh at you for some terrible ideas but you know what right now we're just going to say there are no bad ideas we've done some pretty silly things in the past and we're looking for some goofy entertainment that you'd you'd like to see actually happen uh, it's going to happen to Zach again this year, so just bear that in mind. You know, you know just, just, it's not going to be me, so it's going to be Zach doing it. Just, you know, whatever you want to see Zach do. Plan and plan accordingly. You know, so uh, feel free to do that. We're definitely going to have some more advertising. The sign-ups are going to be up around the corner. I'm really anticipating this could be a year where we actually get full momentum. We're not stopped by a pandemic. We've been doing this podcast since 2015 right now, so it feels like this could be our biggest year yet. And... Thank you to everyone that's participated in the past, and we look forward to anybody who joins us in the future. So uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, let us know what you what you think. Wheel of Consequences, man. It's coming up. I already kind of forgot some of the old stuff on there. I'll we'll have to brush up on that. I'm already nervous. <laughs> we'll be back. Little column A, little column B.